in your sight. You are my strength and my redeemer. Amen. Better days are coming. This is part three. Better days are coming. Better days are coming. I, I know the previous days, but better days are coming. What you've been through, but better days are coming. I know you've been crying, but better days are coming. I know you've wanted to just lay down in your bed with your cover over your head, but better days are coming. I know you felt like throwing in the towel and just giving up on tomorrow, but better days are coming. I know it feels like now is forever, but believe me, better days are coming. Better days. John chapter 20 offers up the text for our preaching today. Verses 19 through 31 in total. Let me just read verse 19. But I'm going to use the whole two pericopes at the end there. Then the same day at evening being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in the midst of and said to them, Peace be to you. Verse 26. And after eight days, his disciples were again inside, and Thomas with them. Jesus came, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst of them and said, Peace to you. And then finally, verse 30, and truly Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in his name. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Better days are coming. This is part three. This is a profoundly interesting text. It's profoundly interesting because when you read these last 
two pericopes, these two stories at the end, what you really are doing is you're kind of looking behind the veil. You're at somebody's house before church. Yeah. You're in somebody's conference room before the public statement is finally put together and said clearly and articulately. Yeah, you're in the boardroom while the argument is going on and while people are still trying to figure things out. Some of you have had the privilege of watching the movie, and I'm so delighted, by Regina King. Regina King, that Oscar-winning sister, put together a new movie called One Night in Miami. That movie, if you haven't seen it, you need to see it. It's about Malcolm X, Muhammad Ali, Jim Brown, and Sam Cooke. Those four legends got together. It is said that they were probably got together on the night that Cassius Clay won the championship. Down that night, those four legends from distinct professions, Cassius Clay, later to be called Muhammad Ali, Sam Cooke, the great crooner and singer, Malcolm X and Jim Brown were all together. You see their pictures. What's interesting is each was going through their own issue and those are those issues that are brought to light in the movie. Cassius Clay was wrestling with his faith and deciding whether or not to be, go public with his newfound faith in the nation of Islam. Sam Cooke, who was a brilliant singer, was wrestling with the fact that he enjoyed a career that went both directions in the pop chart and around those in R&B. But because of that, he could not be as political as maybe he wanted to. Malcolm X was, rough, was struggling with the fact that he realized time has not, is not going to be as long as it has been, as he fears for his life, thinking about the future. And Jim Brown was at the height of his football career and was thinking about quitting football, the greatest running back ever. There's a list of them, and when the Mount Rushmore of running backs comes out, Jim Brown is at the top. But he was trying to decide whether to give up football and go ahead and become a movie star. Each of them were in the back room. They're trying to figure out life. What's next? And the movie reimagines the true story of what happened the night the four men celebrated Clay's victory before he became known as Ali. It reimagines it. It tries to think it through. What was it like? What were they saying? We only have snips and pits of this from each man's autobiography and from some interviews given. What the movie does is the movie allows the viewer to see behind the scenes of the lives of men whose public persona displayed certitude, confidence, and courage. The word certitude is just a big word for certainty. 
Confidence. I got it going on. Courage. Look at fear. I eat fear for breakfast. They got it going on. Have you seen them in public? You hear Muhammad Ali? Folk like a butterfly sting like a bee. You know, listen, it is only the private moments that vulnerabilities are recognized, rationalized, and responded to. It is only in the private moments. Each of you know what I mean. Whether you're public figures or not, you know it's only in private that you deal with your pain that you deal with your truth. Some of us packed our truth away in compartments of our clothes. Some of us found a way to put mascara over parts of us that did not come look right or pull our hair in a particular direction or put on a garment in a particular way so that we could come out and, but it's in private when you really gotta deal with you. Only in the private moments that the vulnerabilities are recognized, rationalized, and responded to. Go with me to the text again, because what you are watching now is a fly-on-the-wall look. You are peeking in to somebody else's business. You got a camera on the inside letting you know what really went down. You see, the room with the locked door sheltering the disciples and the activities therein is our behind the scenes look at the vulnerabilities of shaken disciples before their display of certitude, confidence, and courage at Pentecost. See, at Pentecost, they bad. At Pentecost, they preaching. At Pentecost, 5,000 souls are saved. At Pentecost, they are assured of what they believe. But right now, in the back room, the door is locked. In the back room, they're trying to figure it out. In the back room, they're trying to decide, did we see what we thought we saw, or are we all having the same kind of mirage? In the back room, they're on the struggle bus. In the back room, their faith is shaken. Bishop, why would you tell us that? Why would you put that in our spirit? Why would you say that to us? Bishop, why would you put that out here now? Because I want you to stop believing because you had a hard trial and your faith got a little shook that God left you or you left God. Life will shake you to your core. A lockdown will make you question, where is God? All of a sudden, you wonder, you see, we don't have to reimagine their conversation or emotions. The text gives us enough of a glimpse to know 
The text gives us a little people. It gives us enough that we can realize that these disciples are here reeling. They're raw and they're real. Let me, let me do this again. I said they're reeling. Meaning I'm still trying to figure out what I'm going to do next. I've been hit hard. I know what I saw on Friday. And I know that earlier today I saw him walking, but I'm still reeling. I'm trying to figure out what God is doing, what's happening here. I know I've been through some stuff and I realize I'm blessed, but I'm still reeling. Excuse my humanity, I'm still reeling. My emotions are raw. Excuse me. You, you, if you, if you wait a little while and let me get myself together before I come out, I won't be as raw. But right now, I'm raw. And that's why I got the door closed. Because I need to handle my rawness. I'm real here. These are my brothers, so I'm just going to be straight up. This don't feel good. I'm confused. I feel like a ball of confusion. That's what the world is today. Hey, hey. Can you dig it? Fear is the dominant emotion. Fear. That's what the text said, didn't it? They were in the room with the door locked for fear of the Jews. Fear is the dominant emotion. I, if, only I, if only they could have reflected on sacred texts. Let, let, let me put a few of them on the screen for you. If only they could have reflected on Psalm 27, 1 through 5, they might have joined David in saying, the Lord is my light and my salvation. In whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even my enemies and my foes came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell, though an host should encamp against me. My heart shall not fear, though war should arise against me. In this I will be confident. One thing I have desired of the Lord, and that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me. In the, his pavilion, in the secret of his tabernacle, shall he hide me. He shall set me upon a rock. Or maybe they should have thought about sacred texts. Maybe they could have got Psalm 46 in their head. Maybe, maybe if Psalm 46 had come up, they could have heard the sons of Korah singing, God is our refuge and our strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, 
Though the earth be removed, though mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, through waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof, there is a river, the streams thereof shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacle of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her right early in the morning. The heathen rage, the kingdoms were moved. He uttered his voice and the earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Maybe, maybe if they could have just got uh, Proverbs 3, 25 through 26 in the head. I, I don't have time to do all the, all the scriptures here, but, but I, I just, I've just, I got to help somebody. Proverbs 3 said, be not afraid of sudden fear, neither of the desolation of the wicked when it cometh, for the Lord shall be thy confidence and shall keep thy foot from being taken. Maybe, ooh. I'm trying to go, I gotta, I gotta move, I gotta move on. But, but Proverbs 29 might have helped. Verse 25 says, the fear of man bringeth a snare, but whoso putteth his trust in the Lord shall be safe. Isaiah 41 might have jumped up. Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed. For I am thy God, I will strengthen thee. I'm preaching to somebody right now. I will help thee. I'm preaching to somebody right now. I will uphold thee. I'm preaching to you right now. The right hand of my righteousness. With the right hand of my righteousness, God said, I got you. Here, the disciples have retreated, regressed, and removed themselves from public life. Oh, you, 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 you need to get this. They, they've retreated. They've regressed. And they've removed themselves from public life. Don't y'all get mad at them? Don't start talking about them. Because you do it all the time. Stuff don't go your way, you go home. Lock your door and start singing, I shall not be moved. They, they've retreated, they've regressed, and they've removed themselves from public life. I, I, can, I, can I make this kind of crazy proposition for you? Maybe they didn't do that on their own. Maybe God allowed the natural response, fight or flight, to kick in for their good. Maybe, okay, let, let, I, gotta, I gotta explain this, I gotta explain this. Kenny, they, they work on me, I gotta explain this one right here. Listen, listen. See, what is not written on the line can be noted by its absence from the text. Because if it was important, 
don't you think he would have said it? And somebody would have wrote it somewhere. Some would have been in the text in one of these here gospels about it. So what's not here? Now notice, let's, let's look at verse 19 one more time. Then the same day at the evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in the midst of them. He didn't call them a name. He didn't, he didn't call them weak. He, he, he didn't say y'all are no good. He said, peace be with you. Notice, 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 this is going to bless somebody. They are not rebuked for being in the room behind locked doors. That, that, that ought to help somebody right there. They're not rebuked. They, 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 guess what? They're also not rebuked for not being in the street protesting the treatment of Jesus. Somebody ought to protest how they mistreated Jesus. They're not being rebuked for not being in the, in the streets defending his good name. Somebody ought to say something about this is Jesus. You ought to say something about his good name. Instead, what happens is Jesus speaks peace over their lives. There's no rebuke here. There's a proclamation of peace. No, no notice, notice. The disciples have been weeping, wondering, and worrying. But Jesus speaks peace. I'm trying to bless somebody right now. I'm at your house right now. I'm at your address. Weeping, wondering, and worrying. Weeping about loss. Wondering about the present and worrying about the future. I'm in your address now. Weeping about what we've missed. Wondering about the present, what's going on in the mess. And worrying about the future of the mission of our lives. And they're in the room. I want I want I want to put forward right now that the disciples needed a safe space. <sighs> Preach was I'm trying to. The disciples needed a safe space. And let me let me help you here. There are times when you need a safe space to build resilience. There are times you need a moment to build up your bounce back ability. You ain't got that. You ain't, you, see, if you understood what I said, you'd be ready to dance right now. There are times when you need a safe space to get yourself ready to get back in the fight. You need a respite to get ready to get back in the deal. And there are seasons of retreat. Seasons of retreat. And let me help somebody here. Pause. 
can be a divine relief valve of the soul. I'm walking down somebody's street right now. I'm trying to bless your bones right here. Sometimes God gives you a pause. I need you to take a break. I need you to sit down. I need you to be still. This is a terrestrial moment. I won't need a pause in glory because I won't be dealing with the flesh. I only need that here. The, the, the angels bow down repeatedly, crying holy, giving praise to God. They don't have to stop. They don't have to deal with any flesh issues. There's no knee pain, there's no hip joints, there's, there's no tolerance for, for they're not feeling good. No, all day and all night, I keep praising. But right here in the earth realm, I get tired, I get weak, I get sleepy, I get hungry, I get weary, I get worn out, I get worried, I don't do stuff in the earth realm. I need a terrestrial moment. They, that is their flesh, needed to deal with the psychic and physical visceral response to the trauma of their experience. Ooh. Let me, can I, can I preach for a moment here? I, I'm almost out of time, y'all. I got a whole nother 10, 15 minutes of sermon, but I got to get it crammed in in the moment. But let me just help somebody here. Um, let me tell you something. Sometimes you got to take time for the pain. You, you, you got to stop acting like it didn't hurt. You got to stop acting like you didn't go through that. You got to stop acting like you don't need to grieve. You got to stop acting like you don't need to mourn sometimes. You got to stop acting like what was taken away was not a loss to you. Every now and then, you've got to take time for the pain. You've got to take time and deal with the trauma of your life. You've got to grieve what's been lost. You've got to hold on and recognize, I got to deal with my emotions. I want to I want to put before you that they were where they were supposed to be in preparation for the next move of God. They were right where they were supposed to be. They weren't out of order. They needed to be there. They needed to be there. They needed the opportunity to spend time with God. Watch, let, let me, I'm, I'm going to walk this text. Y'all just give me a couple extra minutes this morning because I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm on to something here. I'm on to something here. You, you see, because sometimes your next move is a pause and not a jump. 
Your next move is a pause and not a jump. Stop trying to make jump decisions just because somebody said jump. You don't have to answer how high. Sometimes your next move is a pause and not a jump. You got to wait on the Lord and get clarity. I want to I wanna suggest to you that you got to learn how to slow down to get the mind of God. You think you're going you gonna to do something. You don't know. Your mind is all jacked up. You are where you are right now because you're supposed to be there. God's trying to do something for you. In that space, don't try to rush out of it. God's trying to heal you. God's trying to fix you. God's trying to deal with your trauma so that when you go out, you can go out in power. Right now, you need to be healed. Sit yourself down. Seek God and get healed first. I didn't see it till just now. I didn't see it till just now. I didn't see it till just now. Whew. I was in the office and the Lord said, take your time, son. I want to speak to somebody today. That's what he said. And I said, and when I was talking just now, I could see them in my mind so clear, wanting to get out of the pause that God has put on your life. God said, I gave you the pause to heal you. Slow down. Let me finish my work. See me first. See me first. I want you to see me. I'm not rebuking you. See me first. I need you to see me. I need you to see my hands. I need you to see my hand been working for you. I need you to see my side, Thomas. I need you to know I'm not holding against you that you don't understand what I'm doing. I'm not going to hold it against you that you weren't at the first meeting, Thomas. Let me show you my side now. Let me show you my hand now. Blessed are those that haven't seen and yet they believe. But Thomas, I'm here for you. to stop. I want to give you these. I'm going to throw these in here before I move away. You can put them on the screen right now. God said I, when you slow down to get the mind of God, God said I'm going to give you some things to look for. God said I, I want to tell you what's required right now. I need you to use this time wisely. I, I want you to do some remembering. 
what you mean, what, what, what's going on in your life. But I don't just want you to remember it. I want you to reflect on it. What do you see? I need you to reflect on it. But I don't just want you to reflect on it because if you remember and only reflect, I, it's not going to help you if you don't relate it to anything. I, I need you to relate it to how I'm getting ready to work it out in you now. That all things work together for the good of them that y'all ain't got that. All things. What, what do you mean? What, what the only thing Jesus is showing is his scars. Y'all missed it, went over your head. The only thing Jesus is showing is his scars. The only thing that mattered was his scars. Look at my hands, look at my side. I'm showing you what I've been through. Let me help you right now. What you've been through can be the greatest blessing to somebody else. Yeah, you've been through it, but I can use what you've been through to save somebody else. But then you need some reasoning moments. You need some reasoning moments. You need some reasoning moments. You got you got to start sitting there and, and getting some feedback about what you've been doing, what you've been what's been happening in your life. You need some reasoning moments. Come, let us reason together, saith the Lord. God said, I wanna just chit chat with you. Let's let's sit down and chop it up a little bit. You need some reasoning moments, and some of you right now, you need to go sit yourself down and spend some time with somebody that will reason with you. <clears throat> I'm, done, I'm done. But finally God says I want to give you reassurance. And this is it. I'm done. The sermon is over. I won't go back anymore. But there are three things under the reassurance banner. God said here's how I'm going to show you who I am. Here's your reassurance. He said, I want you to know where you are right now. From now on, you got my companionship with you. Because it's in my presence that your healing's gonna take place. God says, I, I, you got my companionship. <laughs> the, the, the hymn writer said, even when I come to the garden alone while the dew is still on the roses and the voice I hear falling on my ears the son of God discloses and he walks with me and he talks with me and he tells me I am his own and the joy we share as we tarry there none other None other has ever known. Has ever known. Okay, he said, "I got your, I got your companionship, but you, no, never alone. No, never alone. He promised." Never to leave me, never to leave me alone. 
come on, come on. I'm, I'm done, I'm done. But then he says, I got one more thing, and it's in the text. Can I can you can you help me and just just online just speak peace to somebody? Look over and wave at somebody and speak peace to them in the sanctuary. Jesus says, My compassion is not for your your wounds. I'm not trying to hurt you. I want to speak peace to the storm going on in you. Finally, I, I told you I got more sermon than I got time. Finally, he says to them, I got companionship, I got compassion for you, but I also got a comforter. I just wish somebody understood. I got a comforter. I got a comforter. I got the Holy Spirit. I got a comforter. I got the paracletos. I got a comforter. So I never have to worry about dealing with it on my own. I got somebody. disciples were at their weakest you didn't abandon them to their faith or flesh but you came and stood in the midst of them and even when seemingly they had locked everyone out including you you paid no attention to the lock they put on the door. But you stood in the midst of them. No, even though they had locked the door, what they really desired and what they really needed was you. God, somebody has locked the door of their heart. They thought they could hide on their own. But Lord, please don't wait at the door and knock. 
step on in to the midst of them like you did your disciples of old. Step on in. See us in our brokenness. Step on in. See us in our doubt. Step on in. And help us, God. Because we realize that better days are coming. In Jesus' name. Amen. Somebody help me praise God. <clears throat> I want to extend the invitation. Maybe you're watching. I don't know what I pray you heard this word. You may have to hear it again to understand it, but it's probably one of the deeper truths that I've been able to try and get across in this season. But I want to extend the invitation. If you're looking for a church home, you're looking for people to worship God with and a faith community, whether you're in New London, Connecticut, or, New, or England, you can be wherever you are in the world, whether you're in Massachusetts or in Mississippi. You can be a part of our church. Join us. The ways to join are on the screen. Call us. We'd love to lead you into a path of righteousness. This is your chance. Be a part of the fellowship. This is your opportunity to love Jesus and to be around people that will teach you to love yourself. Also today, I want to just give you an opportunity. If you desire to give your tithes, your offering, your seed gifts, I want you to just, you can join us in giving in three ways. There's Givelify, there's Cash App, or mail. Those of you who are in the sanctuary, if you'd like to leave it, your gifts in the bucket out there, that's okay. Um, if you want to continue to do regular give the five cash app, whatever, whatever you do is fine. Amen. I don't beg. All I do is say, you do what God told you to do. You be responsive to the will of God. Let's pray over the offering. Lord, bless our giving as we are settled in our spirits that we need to trust you, and we will. In Jesus' name, amen. I believe God's gonna bless somebody. Well, <clears throat> whether you know it or not, you are here because you're supposed to be here. You're watching because you're supposed to watch, and this moment was set up by God with you in mind. I pray you received from the word God gave you. Somebody was trying to put a pause on. So before you make your next move, you ask yourself, Lord, is it I? Is it me? Don't jump when you need to pause. Because when you come out, you come out with certitude, with confidence and with courage. And I'll come back and break that down for you. I love all of you with the love of the Lord. You won't change my mind. God bless you, saints. I'll see you on Tuesday night for Bible study and Wednesday for prayer. We love you all with the love of the Lord. Let's thank God for our band today and for the glory of 
Jesus, our psalmist. What a beautiful job they've all done. Let's say better days are coming. Come on, everybody. Better days. Come on, say y'all. God's speaking to somebody. 